Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our message is about courage this morning. Courage. Last week, we read about Mordecai and Esther finding out about the plan to exterminate the Jews. They discussed between themselves what needed to be done. And it finally was decided upon that Esther must approach the king and plead for mercy. But before she does that, she tells Mordecai to gather the Jews together and fast for three days. And she and her servants will do likewise as well. And we said fasting was a way of of, of being closer to God, to to being in tune with God. And usually it's because you have a grieved heart or soul or something drastic is happening in your life and you're relying on God to guide you. During the fast, you block out worldly things and you focus on God. As I said last week today, most people only fast for medical reasons. Maybe they're going to get a blood test that they need to, they can't eat or drink for 12 hours beforehand. So they don't fast for communing with God. They fast for forced fast. It seems like a sacrifice to them. But here we see the Jews fasting for three days to be in tune with God. But notice they didn't stop there. It's not like we read at the end of the three-day fast and and then it says they all got up and they had a big party and ate and drank until they passed out. No, that's not what happens. Usually after we go on a fast, uh, we make an appointment for first thing in the morning, like 7 o'clock in the morning to have our blood drawn and we fast for 12 hours beforehand and it takes, you know, two minutes to then take the blood out of your arm And then two minutes later, you're in McDonald's parking lot getting an egg and muffin sandwich because you're starved out of your mind. That's what we do today. Their fast was three days of being in tune with God. And then after that fast, what did they do? What did they do? They put their plan into action. They became close to God and they, they figured out what they needed to do. And really, most of the, at least the heart of the plan was was put on to Esther. And after the fast, Esther gets up, she gets dressed, she gets all decked out, beautifies herself, and she goes to the king's inner court, and she waits. And she stays there, and she waits, and waits. She continues to wait. And then finally the king looks out and sees her. And sure enough, the king notices her. He extends his royal scepter, which meant she was welcome. Now as we've seen about this king so far, he doesn't really pay much attention to anything. His first wife, He simply listened to his advisors, and he got rid of her. 
And with the signing the decree to kill the Jews, he listened to Haman <coughs> and didn't really ask too many questions. He just made the decree, made the order. So the king doesn't really think for himself a whole lot. But here he is sitting on his royal throne and he happens to look out his window and see his beautiful wife out there. But, and in most of the translations that I found don't emphasize this point. In fact, with the New American Standard, it emphasizes the point the best that I could find. In verse 3, the king said to her, What is troubling you, Queen Esther? And what is your request? Meaning the king looked at his wife and he just wasn't smitten with her beauty. He just wasn't like, oh man, is she gorgeous. I've got to have her come in here. He looked at her and he saw the grief, the trouble, the sorrow on her face. He recognized something was wrong. Amazingly, this king had a thought of his own. And he was genuinely concerned for his wife. So Esther enters and makes the request to the king. She says, I have prepared a banquet for you and Haman. Please come and enjoy the banquet I have prepared. And we know that cooking in those days, and especially creating a banquet, wouldn't be as simple as popping something into the microwave and pressing some buttons, or ordering something, ordering some takeout, or even putting something into a crock pot. It's not that simple in those days. So she obviously had to have all this banquet prepared beforehand, believing that the king would come. And it's not that she had faith or confidence in the king, her husband. It's that she had faith and confidence in the king of kings and lord of lords. She had faith in God. She knew that God's hand would be at work in this situation. She had the courage to approach the king. She had the patience to wait in the inner court for the king to notice her. Not only that, but she had the confidence and the faith to invite Haman, the man who was going to kill her and all of her people. She invited him along as well. What an example of faith and confidence and courage that we have in Esther. Esther had a plan. And no doubt this plan came together as she followed God's lead, as she was fasting and being closer to God, this plan came to her. She wanted to make the king notice her, get the king interested in her, please the king, and then have the king come back for more so she could accomplish her goal. And that's exactly what she did. But notice... Yes, this was her plan. This was her goal. This was her idea, let's say. But it worked because it was also God's plan. It was also God's idea. It was also God's goal. 
And that's the thing. Esther was indeed prepared, and she indeed had a plan, but she trusted in God to help her carry it out. She trusted God to strengthen her and to see her through this plan. Most of us make plans. But sometimes maybe we leave God out of those plans, don't we? It takes courage to live as a Christian in today's world. It took courage for Esther. Sometimes our plans match up and align with God's plans pretty decent. Other times, maybe not. Maybe we don't check in with God first before we're making plans. Maybe sometimes we go places that maybe God doesn't want us to go. Or we do something that he may not want us to do. But you know what? Even in those times, God is still there with us. Because if we are true believers, true Christians, we have the Spirit of God living in us. So wherever we go, he goes with us. So as you make your plans, check in with God to see if they're his plans as well. It takes courage to do that. Sometimes you will have to say no to family, no to friends. And, and that's pretty easy for us. I think we're good at saying no. That's probably one of the, the first words that uh, you say to your children once they start walking around and doing things. No, don't touch that. No, you can't go there. No, don't hold this. No, no, no. But how often do you say yes to your children? Probably not a whole lot. And that's what we're trained with. So we're good at saying no. But sometimes we have to say yes. And we need courage for that as well. Because sometimes we'll have to say yes to God. And maybe we'll have to say yes to going to some place that maybe we're a little uncomfortable going. Or doing something that we're afraid to do. But it's what God wants. So we do need courage to do that. And as you make your plans, if you're living in the will of God, you're obeying what God wants you to do, then your plans are God's plans, just like Esther. No doubt when she came up with this plan, she didn't have some type of magical dream that says, oh, this is how it's going to go. Great. No. Esther was fasting with her and her friends and the other Jews. She was in tune with God. She was in accord with God's will. And she came up with this plan. And as I said, it was her plan, sure. But when you're in tune with God and you're obeying his will, you can do whatever you want to do because you're doing what God would want you to do. So this plan that Esther came up with, it worked. It worked because she was in accord with God's will. If she would have done another different plan, she was still in tune with God's will, it would have worked as well because God was there behind it. She had the courage to follow through on the plan. 
One author wrote, Courage is the power to do well when the air is turbulent and the going gets tough. It is having the character to do well when things are tempting, when things are painful. No doubt being a parent is a challenging thing to do. But I'll bet it's a little easier when your kid's an A-plus honor student. And it's probably a little more challenging and takes a little more courage when your child gets involved with the wrong crowd, maybe hurting themselves or hurting others. It takes courage. Courage is the power to do well in the face of a threat to your life, to your security, to your future, or to the things that you hold dear. It takes courage. Esther had faith, and she had courage. God honored that. Everything went as planned for her. Not because she had this great and awesome plan, where every single minute detail worked out, but because her plan was backed by God. She stepped up, she did what was right, and God honored her. His hand was upon her. Think about what is keeping you from living courageously. Is it the worldly pressures that are placed upon each of us every day? Or is it our possessions? Is it the belief that we don't have the strength to do it or lack of faith? We have, we have strength. Sometimes we just forget. Whatever it is, take it to God and ask Him to strengthen you, to remind you of His presence, to increase your faith and to increase your courage through those difficult situations. And when you are in accord with His will, He will do it. Sometimes, Things don't work out the way we think they ought to work out. But if God's behind the plan, it will work out the way he wants it to. And we need to remember that. Let's close with a prayer this morning. Lord, we thank you for the strength and the courage that you have given to each and every one of us. Oftentimes on the outside, it appears as though we are calm, we are cool, and we are collected. But you know our insides. You know what we are really feeling. You know our thoughts, you know our anxieties, and you know our fears. Help us with those things that we are afraid of. Give us the courage we need to overcome those fears. And it's something different for each and every one of us. Maybe some of us are afraid of being jobless, homeless, being sick, being alone, or aging in pain. We ask for your comfort. Amen.